So you say Johnson, then I say Ann Johnson? Okay, I got this. I'll say SC, and then you say Johnson, and then I say a family company. Or we both say a family company, and we line that up. Got it, okay. okay. SC. Johnson, a family, a family com- company. <laughs> a family crap. Oh, uh, no, I, I was way earlier than you. It's fine. We'll figure it out in post. Hey, guys, welcome <laughs> to the Zeit Guys podcast. My name is Greg. And my name is Nicholas. And today... Don't call me that, though. Yeah, actually, don't. He, he doesn't appreciate that. His his preferred name is actually Princess Consuela. Thank you. Continue. Yeah, just, just so you know. Uh, but hey, so today, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to take the helm again. I'm going to try and steer this ship in some kind of direction that sounds kind of like education, but really is kind of like entertainment, but actually is a whole lot of neither. And uh, we're going to talk about, sorry, what? Would would you say it's edutainment? I would not. I don't think I would ever use that word, period, if I could help it. But what I will do is drop some knowledge on you guys about some shady stuff that's been going down. And it's honestly, I've got a lot. I got a few that I would like to get into, but I'll give, I'll give Nick the, uh, I'll give Nick the option here. Okay. Ooh. Actually, nah, screw that. No, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with this one. I'll save some for later. The options we're going to be here. I'll I'll do this. I'll give you. I'll give you three options, and you just tell me which one you think I'm going to go with, and I'm going to go with whichever one I want regardless, just like you did last time. So Makes sense. <laughs> the options are Scientology, AIDS, oh. and the FBI. Oh. These are all very vague but intriguing choices. Uh, I guess let's keep let's keep the acronyms the same. So IRS, AIDS, FBI, all of those are acronyms. Okay. Um, So I mean, you mentioned Scientology. I I already know a lot about Scientology. I feel like a lot of people. It's been in the spotlight a lot. Let's go with FBI. Uh, It's so vague that I want to know more about the FBI. That is one I would love to talk about, but it's the one I'm not going to talk about because we're doing AIDS. Ah. I had a feeling. Specifically, why some of you, depending on where you are in the world, might have it. And it's through no fault of anybody except for one company. And the which, government. It's about, it's about to, no, no, it's actually not the government this time. <laughs> this time, most of the time it's the government. But you know what? The government didn't do too much to stop it. So, um, okay. <clears throat> so, tell me how I have AIDS. Go ahead. Yes. So let me paint a picture for you. It's 1982. July, Atlanta, Georgia. It's warm, uncomfortably warm, some might say. Humidity is high, but the peach trees are are bursting with fruit and life seems to be good, except you yourself have have an issue that you've been dealing with for quite some time. And the issue is hemophilia. If you're not familiar, it's a blood clotting disorder. Essentially, your blood doesn't clot like it's supposed to, so if you get a cut or something happens, you just bleed out there on the street. 
1982 and you're bleeding out on the street and you think, hmm, I need to do something about this. So what do you do? What do you do, Nick? I don't know, but I, I love how that just took a turn. I'm like, <laughs> looking at the peach trees, you're bleeding out on the street. I'm like, <laughs> all of a sudden, the, the, the life like, of having the life happened? of a hemophiliac, it sucks. I, I, Jason I mean, I'm came not running one, up behind you. He's cut your arm. Just he just grazed you with his knife. He wasn't even going for you. He was chasing someone else, but he grazed you with his knife, and now you're the one bleeding on the street. Yeah, I know. I mean, and you weren't even the the one who's supposed to be stabbed, and you're laying there like, dang it, you better get that guy. Right. If I'm going to die for this, you better get the guy you were going for. Shoot. Anyhow, yeah, I mean, um, if I was bleeding that profusely, I would. Um, I mean, I one probably pa- pla- the pass out from the lack of blood and hopefully probably. somebody takes me to a hospital where I can die on pain medication. Comfortably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's something you could do. I, I wouldn't say it's the worst plan. I mean. There's only so many or options. Sorry, a band-aid. <laughs> a band-aid. No, but it wouldn't work because your blood wouldn't clot. Because you got problems, man. You got you got bigger problems that a band-aid can solve. So <sighs> where where we're going with this is I mean, okay, so you're not actually bleeding out on the street. That was just that was some artistic flair. Okay, some license, if you will. So <laughs> what a happy little a happy little bleeding out in the street. Right. What actually happened is you or what would have happened all right early 1980s you are hemophiliac and there is somebody that comes out with a medication that helps your blood to clot like it otherwise wouldn't so therefore you don't risk bleeding out when you end up accidentally hitting your thumb with a spoon while you're stirring your tea and all of a sudden you're dead so what they did was Go to a company we all know and love, maybe. I don't know. If you've ever had aspirin, then you're probably a fan. It's Bayer. Bayer had uh. a, a product that was created by Cutter Laboratories. Um, and essentially, it, it did the exact same thing that people were hoping their blood would do naturally, which is help it, help it to clot. So what was happening was people were suddenly not dying quite so quickly. Great. Good news for Bear. But bad news for those people that were taking that drug. Let me paint you a picture. It's 1982, Atlanta, Georgia. You're walking down the street. Peaches are bursting off of the trees. It's hot. It's humid. Actually kind of miserable. But you know what? You're not bleeding out. In spite of the fact that you just stepped on a thumbtack back there, you know I'm going to be okay. Unfortunately, that's not true. You suddenly drop to your knees and you start coughing up blood and things are not going well. Why? Because you have AIDS. Shit. (laughs) Jesus. Now, how did this happen? How could I have contracted AIDS? HIV more specifically, the virus that causes AIDS. Well, let me tell you. In fact, let me paint you a picture. You're working at Cutter Laboratories. You're walking down the line. And you're doing exactly what you need to do to mix these different medicines, mix these different things, trying yeah, to keep pass, contaminants you, out. You pass the peace tree exhibit. They're bursting off and it's hot and humid inside the office. Oh, it's it's hot as balls in the laboratory. Absolutely hot as balls. Sweat is dripping off of your face. You're not wearing a mask. You're not wearing gloves. You don't really care about this job. In fact, you're two weeks into a four week notice because you got to give a little extra notice when you're in science, by the way. And uh, you don't really care what happens after this point. Hey, you get a customer complaint. Wasn't me. Peace. 
pull your best shaggy, right? So you're walking, you're just you're just putting putting your hands in, you know, dog vomit and whatever other contaminants you can find and you're just mixing it all into the batch. Whatever happens happens. As it turns out, because you did all that and you decided, "Hmm, let me just go ahead and stick my penis in here." Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I'm not accusing, I'm just saying. All of that caused many, many batches of this medication, and I mean a lot, to be contaminated with uh, HIV, human immunodeficiency oh virus, by the way. Oh my God. So, okay. So I know you painted a lovely picture about the, the man that has that, I don't kink shame, but the man that just has to have sex with scientific research. Not going to lie. Sounds pretty hot. It's, but it's like, I'm, I'm sure there's a video out there somewhere of something for people like that. Yep. You painted a pretty picture, more like you painted a sexy picture. Woo! Well, just <laughs> it is, bookstores everywhere. <laughs> bookstores everywhere. Even. My erotica is coming out. Woo. Man in a test tube. They're alone. What happens next? Well, you got to buy the book to find out. <laughs> the sequel, Help My Penis is Stuck in a Test Tube. Also, Mercury Burns. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, the next sequel, I died. Yeah, from AIDS. Funny enough. Um, um, so, but, no, oh, but so, sorry, I wanted to ask. So basically, like a guy contaminated a batch of this medicine with, I guess, his blood. Or I, can you get AIDS from like other bodily fluids, or is it only blood? Like, no, you can you can get AIDS from the penis. Oh yeah, you can uh, from sex. Duh. The, yeah, um, there, there's that's been known to happen a time or two. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, like I, there's, again, this is artistic license. I don't know how it all got contaminated or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is in July of 1982, it was reported to the center of disease control in Atlanta that people who had been taking this medication, hemophiliacs have been taking this medication, have been contracting AIDS and they had no other risk factors. They weren't doing the things that normally would cause people to get AIDS. And there were a lot of them. And so what happened then was that the CDC, to their credit, said, hey, Bear, how about you don't sell this anymore and just destroy your batch? We'll go ahead and check a box saying you did. We trust you. All right, bro hug. Cool. Well, Bear didn't do that. Mm-mm. Cutter Laboratories Mm-mm. actually instead decided, okay, we have all this stuff. We made all these batches. And Johnson stuck, stuck his penis in every single one of them. This is millions of dollars worth of research and millions of dollars worth of product that we can't just get rid of, can we? Can they, Nick? Can they just get rid of it? No. And we can't just get rid of it because of penis Johnson. I mean, No. It's right in the name. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Actually, his middle name is Dongman, believe it or not. It's Penis Dongman Johnson. We should have known. I should have done a background check. He's done this at five other labs, but you know what? I just he, The guy interviews well. Wore a sharp suit. Man, he... He really knows how to make you feel good. He just is a real good pep talker. He comes in, he just brightens up your day. Must be the penis. <laughs> yeah, just, just lifts you right up when you're in a funk. You're feeling a little down? Feeling a little flaccid? Here comes Penis Dogman Johnson to make you feel a lot better. <laughs> oh my god, I just it, it sounds like a Cialis commercial. <laughs> oh, actually, believe it or not, what Penis Dogman Johnson did was move to uh, the Cialis drug market. 
And, and oddly enough, his practices really helped. Yeah. Suddenly, the product was except, just booming. Except for, except for the AIDS. <laughs> right. Let me paint you a picture. You're walking through CVS. <laughs> Cialis is just bursting off the shelves. <laughs> oh, boy. You pick but, up the okay. rock hard medicine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, okay. So, anyway, here's, here's, what, they, here's what they did. Um, Cutter Biological, Division of Bear. In the 1980s, they had uh, already sold millions of dollars worth of this medication, and it was a high risk for transmitting HIV. And what they decided to do was, all right, CDC, you caught us. Hands up. Don't shoot. I know you like to do that kind of thing. Vaccine joke. Get it? Okay. No. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a new product, and we're going to take all the... AIDS out of it, you know, that's our bad. We shouldn't have let any AIDS into it in the first place, but we'll take all the AIDS out, and that's where we're going to start selling, and um, everything's going to be Gucci, all right? Well, according to internal company documents, the product, which was called Factor, uh, hold on, it's Roman numerals, five, six, seven, eight, okay, Factor 8 Concentrate, man, Factor Concentrate would have been a better name, but who am I, but just a marketing guy. Um, anyway, that product was was obviously very useful for people in the United States. Once they took the AIDS out of it, things were things were doing a lot better. Um, but essentially, they didn't eliminate the old product because, of course, not. It was worth too much money, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what they actually did is they took that product and they began marketing it, not to the U.S. So you. If you've taken it, if you're in the U.S., probably don't have AIDS. But if you're anywhere in Asia and Latin America, you just might. Because they took the same product knowingly and started selling that old stuff to people in other countries because the CDC didn't have any kind of jurisdiction there and nobody was going to do anything about it. Oh, my God. I am dead like serious. For real? I'm, I'm for real, but I'm going to put links in there. I got a bunch of links. I'm going to put links for several different articles about this. Okay, and the thing that I'm, I'm thinking about is that making that's making this worse is that the 1980s were like the the time where like the AIDS scare was happening. Like, and this mm-hmm. couldn't have helped. It's like, it's also the time where like people were like contributing AIDS as like the gay disease too. So like, right. which is not even close to the truth of how AIDS works, but like, this was probably the worst time to have a batch of medicine tainted with AIDS. Yeah, I, I agree but, 100%. It probably led to some witch trials type stuff when somebody has AIDS and they're like, wait a minute. But, yeah, it's like they're accused of Jim. probably being gay or something. Like, oh, you're, you have AIDS and you're gay. Like, Right, yeah. Jim, Jim's been, married with four kids, but apparently he's doing some dirty things on the weekends. You know, like that's probably what happened to people. Just because they had this disease and they started taking this medication that was going to help. Um, and actually, okay, I did, I did find more. I, I'm, in spite of my theory that, you know, penis dogman Johnson was, you know, messing up all these different batches. The actual story goes that what they did to get the actual blood plasma that was needed to make this blood clotting medication work... Um, they used pool plasma donations from about 10,000 people to make the medicine, but there wasn't yet a test for HIV. Oh. And so because of that, thousands of hemophiliacs were infected uh, from using factor eight. 
Um, then they introduced a safer, heat-treated version to remove the AIDS um, in 1984. But they kept on selling the old medicine abroad, and they continued to produce the older version for several months after they began selling the new product. So they were caught in 1982. Okay? 1984, mm-hmm. they roll out the new product, and they were still making the old stuff the whole time. Like, like they're just using the... the like they were using the rest up of the old stuff that they already had, right? Yeah, yeah, they were using the same plasma donations and they like were replicating it, I'm sure, but they were using the same product that still had the same risk for AIDS and kept on making more of it even months after they rolled out the new pro- uh, product in 1984, which is 2 years later. Yeah, see, and this is what I'm saying like with like cuz during I know I've learned during the Ronald Reagan administration, they like demonized AIDS. Like and like AIDS research was like not funded and it was like basically just like put like as this like curse and like pe- like something that you just like don't talk. I don't know. It was like like leprosy. Like you just, yeah, you like, know, you guys just go over there. Like we yeah, don't want to deal with it. So like not having a test for that and something that can literally kill people and that like if you give HIV to someone like you can be arrested for that because like. They could possibly, I, I don't know how factual this is, but like I've heard that like if you like you intentionally give someone HIV, either like through sex or some other means, like you can be arrested for like attempted murder because it's like a death sentence almost. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I, it's, I think like, I know t- it's treatable, but better. like, I'm just saying like you're basically giving someone knowingly a like life-threatening disease like that's why it's like attemptive murder kind of charge i don't again you can fact check me i don't know how accurate that is i mean that kind of makes sense i'm just saying like to, to have this happen like i can see how this happened because there was no way to f- test for that to test for aids in the blood in general because they didn't have the they weren't funding the research to find it or even care about it no absolutely the problem is they figured out a way to make it safe from aids by doing a heat treating that they weren't doing before and yet they were still selling the old stuff and making the old stuff without heat treating it to other markets that were not western well i mean latin america but they were they were considered lower class markets uh because well can't let all this product go to waste see (sighs) It's all about the money, 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 but we don't need you. I'm sorry. I can't do that. <laughs> but we don't need your money, money, money. Okay. I did it. Um, it's okay. So We're not monetizing anything. Did, did anyone get in trouble like for this? Like clearly they found out that this was happening. Uh, yep. Yep. Indeed. So glad you asked that. This is what they stated in a statement. They made a statement where they stated this thing that is now encapsulated in this statement. Bear officials said that Cutter sold the old version because some patients questioned the new drug's efficacy and some countries were slow to approve the new formula. That was their reasoning. However, uh, Public Citizens Health Research Group said these are the most incriminating internal pharmaceutical industry documents we have ever seen. So what they ended up having to do is that they had to do reparations or settlements or whatever, whatever you would call it. Um, but they essentially, they've, they've paid out millions to settle out of court with, with these people that have been affected by 
that drug because nobody thinks I'm going to take this new drug to help with my disease and then I'm going to get AIDS, you know? So they had, they had a pretty good, you know, lawsuit that they could have, uh, they could have filed, but, um, it was, it was all held through settlements. Um, so essentially, well, let me see. So, okay. Company spokesperson says the company accepts no responsibility and continues to insist it has always acted responsibly and ethically. The reason why there have been no reports is that the hemophiliacs and their lawyers were not allowed to talk about the settlement. I haven't seen any newspapers from the U.S. reporting on the issue. Not even the hemophilia community published a statement, which I think is strange. $50 million is not nothing, and this is the largest settlement on the HIV hemophilia issue for more than 10 years, as far as I know, and two U.S. law firms negotiated it. So you weren't really supposed to know about this, by the way. The only reason that we do is because there were internal documents that were made public, and now we know, aw, geez, some people out here really, like having a hard time because like more than a hard time this is a lifelong disease you don't just get aids and then like get better you know so not only are they no, hemophiliacs forever but they also got hiv and yeah they 50 million dollars is paid out for it and i honestly don't know if that's really enough um but yeah so i guess this one's not even a conspiracy no. this one's well, a mind sweeper i suppose yeah um, but for the first time ever, it's actually not about the U.S. government. Um, it's about uh, a pharmaceutical corporation. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm keeping this short because that's all that I got. I've painted all the pictures I can paint. It's just upsetting at this point. I'm deeply, it, deeply disturbed by this. And if you're not, then I'd like, I'd like to know why you're not dis- deeply disturbed by this. Because just imagine it's not hemophilia, which is kind of a rare condition as it is. What if it was aspirin? You get a headache one day. You take a pill. Boom. AIDS. You know? Like, nobody expects that. Because, I mean, like, you've heard of the, you heard of the Tylenol scare, right? Back in, like, I think yeah. the 60s. But that was, like, intentional. Like, someone was trying to kill people by, like, putting cyanide in, ty- in Tylenol bottles. Which, in fun fact, is the reason why they have the unopenable caps on mm-hmm. pill bottles now because of that. Um, but like this was just a company that just really didn't want to waste the money. They literally had to pay money anyway. Like, and I, I know like big pharmaceutical companies like have having to pay settlements probably isn't something new to them and they could easily afford it. Clearly they can because they're still in business today mm-hmm. making aspirin and other medical devices. Oh, yeah, but, they're doing great. They just get to go like, oh, I'm so sorry. Here's some money for the death. And I think they probably only settled with the U.S. Uh, victims. Okay, I don't think so, they settled with anybody in China and Latin America or Asia and Latin America. Oh, my God. So I, I wanted to see um, how much $50 million in 1984 would be valued at today. Um, it would be $137.6 million. Which, again, is Kind of, I mean, let's be real. That's pennies for Bear. I mean, if I look up Bear right now, like as a company, their revenue is forty-four point zero eight billion euros. Are they a foreign company? Uh, they are German. Yes. Oh. It all comes back to the Germans. Operation Paperclip. That's how this all started. Are we? Did we ever go over Operation Paperclip? Actually, 
No, I I know I think I know what it is, but I my, I think I forgot. But yeah, because like for a company like Bears, I think even in 1984 they could have afforded to just scrap the batch. Like it's just sh- goes to show you, people, rich people don't care about anyone else. And I I know I'm standing on a soapbox here, but people, and this is what I'm gonna get into later this season of episodes or if it even we call this a season but like there's a lot of people that just don't care about human life if it means we can have money well and and you know what you know what's worse i think i think i'm gonna have to go into how this is worse the company that actually manufactured this stuff for bear um well they were a subsidiary of bear they were bought by bear but it was called it was called Cutter Laboratories. Later was Cutter Biologic. Uh, this isn't the first time in their history they've pulled some crap like this. Of course. You want to know? You want to know how uh, how they've impacted people in the past? So let's let's paint a picture. All right. Oh my God. Here we go. It's it's 1955. Oh my God! Everybody's freaking time. out. Huh? We're going back in time. Back in time, yeah, yeah. This this happened. Ooh. This is Cutter before they were owned by Bear. But just knowing that this is kind of how they operate. So it's 1955. Okay, you're walking down the street, and you're looking around to your left. You're looking to your right, and you see there's a lot of other people that are not walking down the street. And you think to yourself, hmm, it's such a beautiful day. You know, the the birds are singing. It's a spring day, and the the cherry blossoms are in bloom. Why are these people not <laughs> walking down, down the everybody's street? Everybody's bleeding out on the floor. <laughs> no, actually, they have polio, Nick. You look around, and it's because they've all got polio, and you're like, well, shoot, this is a problem. So, what do you do? Well, Joseph Salk developed the polio vaccine. All right? right. Cutter Laboratories was one of several companies that was recommended to get a license by the United States government. Here we go, the United States government again, uh, to produce this vaccine. Okay? In anticipation for the demand, because polio was a big deal back then, the companies, they'd already produced stocks of the vaccine, and uh, that was before the licenses were actually signed, but they issued them as soon as they had the licenses signed. This became known as the Cutter Incident, which is actually considered by some to be a bigger deal than the HIV thing. Uh, I think the HIV thing is, like, pretty bad, but essentially, yeah, really some bad. of the lots... It's, 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 it's bad, yeah, but some of the lots of the Cutter vaccine... Despite passing any safety tests, so I guess I can give them some credit there. It was not just that the vaccine was was not like proper. It was that they contained live polio virus instead of an inactivated virus. Wait, so they weren't the only ones producing the vaccine, though, right? No, but they were the ones that were producing a vaccine that contained the live polio virus. And it produced 120,000 doses of a polio vaccine that contained the polio virus. Of the children who received the vaccine, 40,000 developed developed polio. I think they just really like giving people diseases instead. They got, man, it's like a thing. Um, Cutter, more like cutting corners. Right, right. I'm seriously, cutting corners. Or, or deeper conspiracy they're giving people these diseases on purpose to study them and experiment on what would happen if they did this in certain ways and you know what they're funded by the bill gates foundation oh my god 
Here we go. It's all back to micro. It's all back to microchips. It's all back to the microchips. Um, no, but actually, like this, this was like this was a horrible thing. So they had 120,000 oh, yeah. doses of the stuff that contained the virus. Um, some kids got the virus and didn't get the. Va- uh, I'm sorry. Some kids got the vaccine and didn't get the virus. 40,000 developed what was called abortive poliomyelitis. It's a form of the same disease, but it doesn't involve the central nervous system. 56 developed paralytic poliomyelitis, and of those, five of them died from polio. So this exposure actually led to an epidemic of polio in the families' communities that of the affected children, which resulted in 113 more people paralyzed that did not get the vaccine and five additional deaths. Oh my! Oh my God! <sighs> yeah. Thank God, the internet didn't exist back then because, I mean, y'all know what's been going on the past two years. I mean, it'd be like that. <laughs> it, it would be like that. Right. And I will say this, too. I got to give some of the blame to the U.S. government. I have to. I'm sorry. It's just the way that it actually happened. So basically, the Surgeon General, they they basically did an investigation because, of course, why wouldn't they do an investigation? They did an investigation to uh, inspect their Berkeley facilities, which is where the vaccine was manufactured. They questioned the workers, examined the records, blah, blah, blah. After their investigation, they found that there was actually nothing wrong with their production methods. It's just that the testing that the government provided was not up to par. So a congressional hearing in, 55, in June of 1955 concluded the problem was primarily a lack of scrutiny from the NIH Laboratory of Biologics Control um, and its excessive trust in the National Foundation of Infantile Paralysis reports. Basically, they looked at these reports on polio and they were like, okay, that's, that's how polio works. We look at these vaccines. It's not exactly the same. So we're good to go. And guess what? People are getting polio. Um, So there were a lot of lawsuits, but a lot of the blame in that case really does come down to the U.S. government not doing their due diligence in the slightest. And all they're really doing is just, you know what? We got this new product. Let's push it. It's just like the cheese all over again. Well, no, I guess the cheese came after. But essentially, we got this product. Let's push it. And I don't care who we hurt. We're not really going to take a closer look at it. And that's kind of what happened with the polio vaccine, which is called the Cutter Incident of 1955. Same factory. I mean, the company name is very fitting for what they've done. They've cutting people's lives in half. Um, they cutting corners. They're cutting their prices. Yeah, we're just slashing prices left and right. I don't <laughs> know. Come if that's on true. down to Cutter. To, 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 to cut a warehouse or you got all your diseases, you got the polio, you got the AIDS, you'll never leave because you'll die in here. Right. And I think, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, um, I think that Bayer still owns Cutter Biologics. Cutter They're Laboratories still- no longer exist because they were bought by Bayer in 1974. Um, but I think that they do still own that division. So... At the end of the day, nothing's changed except now a lot of people died or got polio and a lot of people died or got AIDS or died, died because of polio or died because of AIDS. Oh, my God. Um, well, to um, if you out there died of polio or, or AIDS, shout out to you. That Honestly. Sounded, I mean, I, I feel t- really actually bad for saying that. Um you should. I, I, I was just responding in kind, but yeah, I, I felt I felt kind of gross, kind of sticky. But because really, I mean, like, 
All these people were trying to do was either protect themselves in the case of polio or just get better because they had this condition that's life life altering and debilitating. And in order to do that, they were promised, hey, do this and you'll be okay. And it made it so, so, so much worse. See, like, that's the shocking thing to me. See, I understand why some people can be afraid of like certain medicines or getting vaccines. It doesn't mean like you shouldn't get them. It's just that. I, I can understand why it's scary, especially for incidents like these happening. Like, cause like, what if you're the one person that it happens to, um, I mean, and I also, and it's also things like, well, what if this, it's like new medicines that come out. I can understand like, well, if it's so new, like we don't know, like long-term side effects. Like I know there's a medicine out there. It started with like a T or something and it ended up like. It was for, I don't know if it was like a prenatal medicine for pregnant women, but it was like ended up like definitely causing birth defects in babies. Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of the, of the drug, but like, like that was a thing. Like every, like, I I think a majority of pregnant women took, I think, I don't know what it did. I feel like it was a prenatal vitamin, but I'm not sure. But like it, like that, like I can see why people, I don't know. I, yeah, and I'm not I'm not out here going on an anti vaccination rant or anything. Oh, Don't misunderstand yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. I'm just telling. And I'm, this is for the listeners. I'm just telling the story like it is, man. That's that's yeah, what freaking that, happened. It's just that people be cutting corners for money, and it yeah. sucks. So, just take a moment and paint a picture. Go outside. Yeah, just paint yourself a picture. That's all you got to do. Eat the squishy peach trees. And smell the hot, humid Atlanta air. <sighs> Thank you, Greg, for that depressing story about medicine. It, it goes deeper than that, too, if you, <laughs> if you want to. This one, it's not entirely proven, but there are settlements around it. Um, Gardasil was an HPV vaccine. Oh, my God, I remember Gardasil. I remember in high school, or I think middle school, like, when that came out, like how big big it was it wasn't even just like recommended it was like almost mandated that yeah that like young women would take this vaccine to protect against human papillomavirus which obviously is a is a bad virus you don't want to get it but the guys are men are supposed to take it too now like both sexes take it right right but back then this was i think you know early 2000s and um I'm, i'm one less right right and so what happened with a lot of the women that ended up taking this, and this is this is the actual conspiracy part of it, because everything else I've said has been friggin' true, by the way, but this is the conspiracy part of it. A lot of women that have taken it is, in, in, in conjunction with that, if you look at the timeline of, like, okay, incidences of certain chronic conditions and, you know, different, uh, different times in history, the rise in a condition called PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is oh, I know that. a major uptick following the rollout of that HPV vaccine. Hmm. In fact, you'd be hard-pressed to find a woman of the ages between, say, 20 and 30, maybe 35, that doesn't have PCOS, oddly enough. Not hmm. saying it's worse than HPV, because I don't even actually know what HPV does, I'll be honest, I'm very ill-informed, but... Right, I'm just ignorant in general, so take all this for what it is. But that's something that's something to think about. There's a connection there that I think there there have been settlements, and I think there should be bigger settlements. I think people are entitled to that because what what people with PCOS have is it's 
it's a hormonal issue. It's an autoimmune issue. Um, and it also can cause fertility issues as well. So you really are impacting these people for life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people with PCOS. I, I actually can't think of a woman in that age range that I know, maybe like one or two, that don't have it. That's the crazy thing. That's the scary thing. Well, it's something to ponder, something to think about, something to fear. Don't fear it. Love. Live, laugh, love. Keep calm. Don't talk to me until I've had my morning coffee. And are you just are you just walking around a Hobby Lobby right now, just reading all the signs? Yes. <laughs> the our oh I, here's one right now. Our family is a little crazy. That's it. That's it. Just our family is a little crazy. Uh, oh, here's one. It's an oversized barrel and says, this is my wine glass. Ah, yep. Yep. Oh, yep. there's one. Laundry. Not today. And it's got a photo of a wine glass. <laughs> or it says, oh, um, one just says, in this house, we only accept smiles. It's great, great things to think about. Um, well, Greg, I got to run. Um, I got to run away. Um, From all this. Yeah, yep. this was a downer. I'm, I, I didn't expect it to be as much of a downer. I was trying to make it fun, try to make it light, try to paint a picture. But uh, as I got I'm into honestly, it, I just got more and more mad. <laughs> Genuinely. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Like, I did not know about either of those. And it is extremely... I I it, I mean I'm I'm honestly almost as baffled as like the CIA heart attack gun and I'm honestly a little more uh, I'm I'm more like upset about it than just like freaked out of than the CIA heart attack gun we talked about. Mm -hmm. This is real and it's just it's more people just like being greedy and being lazy and stupid. Like it's it be I I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I can't even think. It just People That's be, fine. People be stupid. People, people be, be stupid, man. People be stupid. People be greedy. You can't trust like you used to. Actually, I guess you couldn't trust back then either. You know how the 50s were like, ah, everybody knew each other. You can trust people. Yeah, yeah. You all got polio. So yeah. I don't want to yeah, listen I, to you either. I don't want to live in a town where I have to lock my front door. I mean. This is why people were murdered. Yep. Anyway. And people still get murdered. It's just more complicated now. But anyway. I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. I just wanted to share that with all of you guys. As always, Minesweeper episodes are hopefully something you didn't know before you tuned in. And uh, now it's something that can disturb you just that little bit more. That's always my goal. Um, and at, if you did learn something, go ahead and give us five stars. We'd appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to. In fact, do them all. You got some free time, right? You don't have anything else you're doing. Go ahead and just rate it. Leave a comment, whatever it is that people do. I don't know. Subscribe. Follow my Patreon. Do the uh, do the, the thingamajig on the Twitter. Smash that like button. Yeah, yeah. Um, destroy it. Actually break it. I want, I want nobody else to be able to like this. Click it yep. so hard that it shatters. Yep. Um, yeah, what he said, because I'm still just... I'm still baffled, man. Just, I'm, I gotta go. Take us out of here. Okay, we're leaving. Uh, good day, good morning, good night. And uh, check us out on Twitter if you have anything you'd like to comment on this. But 
other than that, I'll see you guys next time if I don't end up getting the polio AIDS first, uh, because I'm probably going to go take an aspirin. Goodbye. Bye.